Hello and welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast, the book club for those who don't want to read or leave the house. My name is Matt Gonzalez. Oh, it's David Cox. <laughs> and I'm Josh Matheson, and that was a satisfying sound. Is that a it's hot ASMR. drink? It's yeah. ASMR. It is. You're drinking a hot drink on this day. Yes, coffee. Absolutely. Yeah. It's fine. I'm not too bad, even though. This is a big test for the room, so I record underneath a big skylight. You could potentially be disintegrated like an ant yeah. under a magnifying glass. Because people could be listening to this like on a cold walk to work in the oh, future. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> so today in England is like the hottest day of ever. Not even like the hottest day of the <laughs> year. Day on like, record, yeah. It's like literally like, you know, the world is burning hot today in England. And we're not designed for this kind of temperatures. We're not australia or dubai our country isn't built that way no we're not really built for anything to be honest wasn't it like they said the central line the last time there was a heat wave was hotter than the temperature for which it is deemed to safely transport cattle yeah so let's cool off with the story yeah (laughs) exactly let's jump into the metaphorical ocean of treasure island Mm. i'm quite jealous of the guys being quite near the sea because i'd love to be near the sea today it'd definitely make it a lot cooler than it is right now but anyway well as you know robert louis stevenson thinks this island's really like dark and gloomy yeah Um, sounds sounds like paradise right now if he's going to escape the heat yeah So this week we are looking at chapter 23 of Treasure Island, which is the Ebb Tide Runs. Now, I don't know if you remember what happened last week. Last week, Jim decided to have some kind of brainwave to help everyone in the stockade. He escaped the stockade, ran to Ben Gunn's little boat. I can't remember what it was called. It was a type of boat, wasn't it? A coracle. A coracle, that was it. I love that you can't remember the story, but you remember coracle. <laughs> I, I didn't remember it. it was, it's, it's mentioned again, and I'm looking at the first oh, page of the okay, chat. Fair enough. I forget he has yeah. some information. Oh, okay. You could have Josh doesn't learn it off by heart. He does have to actually read it, unless people didn't read yeah. it. <laughs> and uh, he's basically heading towards the Hispaniola. You got one. And we don't even do Spanish anymore. It's just no, it's just, it's just and I believe he's planning on cutting the Hispaniola free so that it drifts to shore. Well, this is where we had a debate about why was the anchor like if it was made of chain or rope. Yeah, but well, I'm assuming it must be rope. It's, rope. it's, it's a it's, rope one. He's never going to be able to cut an anchor chain. I'm not quite sure how this is going to help anybody. I'm not sure if Jim has thought this through, almost like the other time he went across, went to shore without everybody else, but he's eight, so I suppose we can forgive him for being a bit gung-ho, not quite thinking things through. We've got a photo. Some I think it might be an illustration, not a photo. I was going to say, it's, it, it's, <laughs> it's, not, actual, it's, not, a, it's not an out-and-out out photograph. Yeah. yeah, It's actually a GIF. Um, <laughs> here's sorry, a boomerang got, mate. I have an illustration this. okay fine if you're going to be particular <laughs> we have an illustration here we go I think that's Ooh. Jim scaling the side of the ship he suddenly looks taller oh, yeah. again and they can't make out the coracle looks, looks huge, huge. Yeah. yeah compared to the it pictures like you could get, last time it looks like you could get a couple of fully grown men in there yeah definitely it also looks like a purse <laughs> It does look a bit of a weird shape, yeah. So we dive in then to see what Jim see what has. We can see. Yeah, exactly. Here we go. Chapter twenty-three. 
the Aptoid runs. The Coracle, as I had ample reason to know before I was done with her, was a very safe boat for the person of my height and weight, both buoyant and clever in a seaway, but she was the most cross-grained, lopsided craft to manage. Do as you pleased, she always made more leeway than anything else, and turning round and round was the manoeuvre she was best at. Even Ben Gunn himself has admitted that she was queer to handle till you knew her way. <laughs> I love how, like, he's just cussing the boat. And it's like, well, do you know what, Jim? You try and make a boat out of reeds and a goat. <laughs> do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, it's just not good enough. Yeah, for me, what really. kind of shoddy handiwork is this? And it's like, I literally made it out of one tree and a goat. Like, yeah, leave me He's alone. The first person to leave a Yelp review about a man made boat. <laughs> it floats and it doesn't leak. Exactly. So shut up. Certainly, I did not know her way. She turned in every direction but the one I was bound to go. The most part of the time, we were broadside on, and I'm very sure I never should have made the ship at all but for the tide. By good fortune, paddle as I pleased, the tide was still sweeping me down, and there lay the Hispaniola right in the fairway, hardly to be missed. First, she loomed before me like a blot of something yet blacker than darkness. Then her spars and hull began to take shape, and the next moment, as it seemed, for the farther I went, the brisker grew the current of the ebb. I was alongside of the hawser, and had laid hold. The hawser was as taut as a bowstring, and the current so strong she pulled upon her anchor. All round the hull, in the blackness, the rippling current bubbled and chattered like a little mountain stream. One cut with my sea gully, and the Hispaniola ba -ba 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 <laughs> would go humming down the tide. Sorry, just yeah. to say, I've just looked it up. The hawser is the mooring rope. The mooring rope. Good. Yeah, Thank so you. The for rope, so the rope, the, yeah, so that will be, it is a rope connected to the anchor that is holding her. Right. So far, so good. But it next occurred to my recollection that a taut hawser suddenly cut is a thing as dangerous as a kicking horse. Ten to one, if I were so foolhardy as to cut the Hispaniola from the anchor, <laughs> I and the coracle would be knocked clean out of the water. This brought me to a full stop, and if fortune had not again particularly favoured me, I should have had to abandon my design. But the light airs which had begun blowing from the southeast and south had hauled round after nightfall into the southwest. Just while I was meditating, a puff came, caught the Hispaniola, and forced her up into the current. And to my great joy, I felt the hawser slacken in my grasp and the hand by which I held it dip for a second underwater. With that, I made my mind up, took out my gully, opened it with my teeth, and cut one strand after another, till the vessel swung only by two. Then I lay quiet, waiting to sever these last when the strain should be once more lighted by a breath of wind, 
All this time I had heard the sound of loud voices from the cabin, but, to say truth, my mind had been so entirely taken up with other thoughts that I had scarcely given ear. Now, however, when I had nothing else to do, I began to pay more heed. One I recognised for the coxswain's Israel Hands, that had been Flint's gunner in former days. The other was, of course, my friend of the red nightcap. Both men were plainly the worse of drink, and they were still drinking, for even while I was listening, one of them, with a drunken cry, opened the stern window and threw out something, which I divined to be an empty bottle. But they were not only tipsy, it was plain that they were furiously angry. Oaths flew like hailstones, and every now and then there came forth such an explosion as I thought was sure to end in blows. But each time the quarrel passed off, and the voices grumbled lower for a while, until the next crisis came, and in its turn passed away without result. On shore I could see the glow of the great campfire burning warmly through the shoreside trees. Someone was singing a dull old droning sailor's song, with a droop and a quaver at the end of every verse, and seemingly no end to it at all but the patience of the singer. I had heard it on the voyage more than once, and remembered these words. It's sort of written as a little song. Oh. But it's only two lines. Yeah. Just do it maybe as long, John. Okay. What does it mean by a droop and a quaver at the end? Musically, musical people. Is that like a type of, is it at the end of the cadence? Bum, bum. Yeah, I feel like they're basically saying they're not singing it very well, or it's kind of like ending a bit flatly. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of... Michael Flatley. Yeah. I'll, I'll try and end you it be end with a true. Yeah, yeah, end like, it flat. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The, the trail off. Okay, great. Yeah. But one man of her crew alive... Put what put to sea with 75. <laughs> that was awful. We certainly sound drunk, so yeah, stick with it. Why not? Great. And I thought it was a ditty rather too dolefully appropriate for a company that had met such cruel losses in the morning. But indeed, from what I saw, all these buccaneers were as callous as the sea they sailed on. At last, the breeze came. The schooner sidled and drew nearer in the dark. I felt the hawser slacken once more, and with a good, tough effort, cut the last fibres through. The breeze had but little action on the coracle, and I almost instantly swept against the bows of the Hispaniola. At the same time, the schooner began to turn upon her heel, spinning slowly, end for end across the current. I wrought like a fiend, for I expected every moment to be swamped, and since I found I could not push the coracle directly off, I now shoved straight astern. At length I was clear of my dangerous neighbour, and just as I gave the last impulsion, my hands came across a light cord that was trailing overboard across the stern bulwarks. Instantly I grasped it. Why I should have done so, I can hardly say. It was at first mere instinct, but once I had it in my hands and found it fast, curiosity began to get the upper hand, 
and I determined I should have one look through the cabin window. I pulled in, hand over hand, on the cord, and when I judged myself near enough, rose at infinite risk to about half my height, and thus commanded the roof and a slice of the interior of the cabin. By this time the schooner and her little consort were gliding pretty swiftly through the water. Indeed, we had already fetched up level with the campfire. The ship was talking, as sailors say, loudly, treading the innumerable ripples with an incessant weltering splash, and until I got my eye above the window sill, I could not comprehend why the watchman had taken no alarm. One glance, however, was sufficient, and it was only one glance that I durst take from that unsteady <clears throat> skiff. It showed me Hans and his companion locked together in deadly wrestle each with a hand upon the other's throat. What a lovely illustration of this. There you go. Woo! That's like a little tango. Yeah, I know. Their faces are very close together. Like, they're going to kiss. They could, they sort <laughs> of could, could be kissing or fighting. Yeah. Is it like one of those uh, scenes where they start fighting and then they end up... You know, yeah. Yes. It's one of those. It's one of those. Love, hate. Love turns into hate very quickly, yeah. Or hate turns into love, I should say, very quickly. It's so funny. They do look like they're in some kind of embrace. I mean, even their legs are like wrapped around each other as well, which is a bit weird. I'm not quite sure how they're still standing, to yeah, be honest. Who interlocks a leg when they're having a fight? No. Normally when you wrestle, like, like you, you'd want your feet kind feet of as widely planted yeah. as possible. Otherwise you're going to just end up falling over. I mean, these guys are hammered, so they're probably not thinking very straight. You know, I do find it funny that after Jim cut the rope, he suddenly went, oh, yeah, this isn't the best getaway vehicle. <laughs> really, is it? Do you know what I mean? I'm going like, to Cut the rope. Yeah, he's like, cut the rope. Oh, 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 no. This thing spins in circles. What am I going to yeah. do? Like, how am I going to get away? And I only made it here because of the tide, so I'm never going to yeah, get Yeah, exactly. Back. And now he's trying to fight against it. Yeah. He's, he's not going to be able to get away from it, which is obviously why he's climbed up as well. But um, but yeah, I do. It's it's one of those very typical kind of kid things. Of like you're so excited to do something that you then don't think all the way through, and then after you die, you're like, oh no, I can't. Oh, oh okay. Concussions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I once got excited and drew all over my bedroom wall in purple felt tip pen, and then as soon as I'd finished my masterpiece, I was then like, oh no, I'm gonna get so much trouble. Yeah, and then <laughs> in I in the moment up- you're so wrapped up in it. And then I stacked up all of my board games uh, in a really not it. so obvious attempt to cover it all up. I got found uh-huh. out and in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so my friend got some goggles and I was like so excited to get to have a go because I'd never had a go on goggles before. So I like, strapped them on my face and then just jumped in the simple. I was like, oh, wow, I can see everything. And then was like, oh, wait, I can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally just like flailing in the deep end of the swimming pool. Oh, I mean, I could see perfectly. It was like but I could see myself could drowning see perfectly. Drowning. Yeah, wow. yeah, basically. Yeah, and my aunt Judy week. had to fish me out. Yeah, thank at least she saw me jump in. Yeah, but I, it's amazing that even now, as like a 35 year old, and I must have been like six at the time, I still remember that. Oh, well, that was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Literally telling yourself, like, you absolute idiot. What are you doing? You can't swim. Why have you just jumped in the deep end? 
Uh, <laughs> it's just it's excitement, and so I I understand Jim here. He's just so excited to help out. He's not Didn't he's think not thinking the all the way to the end. Yeah, he's not thinking all the way to the end of the sentence. <laughs> I dropped upon the thwart again, none too soon, for I was near overboard. I could see nothing for the moment but these two furious, encrimsoned faces swaying together oh, under the smoky word. lamp. Great word. Word of the day, mm. encrimsoned. Encrimsoned. Yeah. Oh, I've got to use it. Yeah, please, write it down. This put heat is making me encrimsoned. I was, I was in the sun for too long. I didn't put any suntan lotion on my face, and it became encrimsoned. <laughs> my encrimsoned face needed more sun cream. <clears throat> The baboon had an encrimsoned bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how often you're going to say that in real life, but you know. <sighs> I guess if you became a, if you started working at Monkey World. Monkey World. <laughs> As we all That's do. That's it. <laughs> Is it? I just like, yeah. not the zoo, you know, not like Monkey, Monkey World. World. <laughs> it's, well, the, do you know the great thing about Monkey World? Um, is it's next to the tank museum. And okay. I always fantasized as a kid of what would happen if they collaborated. Yeah, um, it's it's Planet of the Apes just waiting say, to happen, isn't Apes, it? Yeah. yeah, it's just a macaque like driving over a mini. <laughs> <laughs> I shut my eyes to let them grow once more familiar with the darkness. The endless ballad had come to an end at last, and the whole diminished company about the campfire had broken into the chorus I had heard so often. Fifteen men on a dead man's chest. Yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum. rum. Drink and the devil had done for the rest. Yo-ho-ho and a bottle bottle of rum. rum. (laughs) I bought a bottle of rum yesterday. (laughs) I don't think it's like the ones that... it's, um, It's got guava in it. It's like oh, it's you've got the bougie like, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> from a food festival. I don't oh, think that's dear. where they get theirs from. I'm, no. Yeah, no, I don't think there was any infusions going on here. Except and and we, mixed, um, we mixed it with prosecco to make a. Yeah, no. Um, I'm pretty sure the stuff they're drinking is probably also used as paint thinner. Yeah, not just like seventy <laughs> like percent proof as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's actually used to strip the varnish off the boat. Yeah, exactly. I was just thinking how busy drink and the devil were at that very moment in the cabin of the Hispaniola when I was surprised by a sudden lurch of the coracle. At the same moment, she yawed sharply and seemed to change her course. The speed in the meantime had strangely increased. I opened my eyes at once. Around me were little ripples, combing over with a sharp, bristling sound and slightly phosphorescent. The Hispaniola herself, (laughs) a few yards in whose wake I was still being whirled along, seemed to stagger in her course, and I saw her spars toss a little against the blackness of the night. Nay, as I looked longer, I made sure she was also wheeling to the southward, I glanced over my shoulder, and my heart jumped against my ribs. There, right behind me, was the glow of the campfire. The current had turned at right angles, sweeping round along with it the tall schooner and the little dancing coracle, ever quickening, ever bubbling higher, ever muttering louder. It went spinning through the narrows for the open sea. Suddenly the schooner in front of me gave a violent yaw, turning perhaps through twenty degrees, 
and almost at the same moment, one shout followed another from on board. I could hear feet pounding on the companion ladder, and I knew that the two drunkards had at last been interrupted in their quarrel and awakened to a sense of their disaster. I lay down flat in the bottom of that wretched skiff and devoutly recommended my spirit to its maker. (laughs) At the end of the straits, I made sure we must fall into some bar of raging breakers, where all my troubles would be ended speedily, and though I could perhaps bear to die, I could not bear to look upon my fate as it approached. So I must have lain for hours, continually beaten to and fro upon the billows, now and again wetted with flying sprays and never ceasing to expect death at the next plunge. Gradually, weariness grew upon me, a numbness, an occasional stupor, fell upon my mind even in the midst of my terrors, until sleep at last supervened, and in my sea-tossed coracle I lay and dreamed of home and the old Admiral Benbow. End of chapter. So, so what's happened is some like the seas kicked up a bit, and really it's, it's like turned it's kind dr- of drastically, as in they're going to now like crash into the. Sure, I don't know. What did he want to happen again? He cut the rope so that it would drift. Aw- uh, so he wants the Hispaniola to actually drift to the beach, so that it gets, so it basically gets moored onto the island. So the Hispaniola, sorry, is. Are, they're banging against each other and, and moving around a lot. And I think he's holding on for dear life at the moment. Right. And I think instead of heading for the land, it seems to be heading outwards. They said they were right near the campfire. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Because it says here he went spinning through the narrows for the open sea. Maybe the coracle's gone to the open sea. Oh, I see. I don't know. I mean, maybe the next title might help us work out what actually happens. Yeah. <laughs> Make it much harder to predict. Cause we don't oh, no, I think, yeah. I, think you're, I think you're right. I think the, the Hispaniola has gone crashing okay, into land. the thing and he's, he's gone spinning out to open water and he can't get back. In I the coracle. Okay, right. I feel like that's what's Which happening. maybe is why he's lying there going like, how am I going to get back kind of and making peace with his maker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, so with that in mind, why don't we play Guess What the Next Chapter's Called? Uh, okay, yeah. it's me first because it's 24. So yeah. let's say the the coracle, my coracle adventure or like <laughs> the open sea on the coracle. Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't have a clue, so I'm going to do a funny one. Great. Um, Jim is awoken as he crashes into a boat occupied by an owl and a pussycat. <laughs> that would be a beautiful crossover. I'd enjoy that greatly. And he's somehow managed to wrap a conserve within a bit of money. <laughs> yes, indeed. Go for it. What, what, as much as I wish that was true, um, we're actually much closer to the uh, Gonzalez side of the argument. Because chapter really? 24 is entitled The Cruise of the Coracle. Yeah, oh, I, I can't. Nice. I, that must be They're like not point two percent of a point, right? Come on. Yeah, at least maybe even zero point two five. Oh, amazing! See, there you go. I love that he's calling it a cruise. To I mean, I mean, I know <laughs> that's where, that, like that's where the Muppets get it from. Yeah. I've been on a couple P and O ones, and they're not amazing, but they're pretty sure they're better than this. <laughs> more yeah. facilities than a. Do they not make P and O ferries out of um, 
Goatskin. Our goatskin, yeah, exactly. It's one of the oh, that'd be hideous. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. The amount of goats you'd need. Wow. That would be a, a ship of death. It would be, be a horrible. The sla- slaughter of all living mm, goats. Yeah, yeah, basically. Right, okay. So we, we've gotten it right. He's he's spun out to open water. The Spaniola's headed to the island. And uh, he's now worried about how he's going to get back to land because he's got a boat that likes to go in circles. Yeah? That's where we're at, I think. Mm. See, I don't know how this is going to be a very interesting chapter because a guy kind of stranded at sea with nothing to do and nowhere to go isn't that interesting. Unless I mean, he meets an owl and a pussycat. Yeah. Which makes it very interesting. I mean, I suppose Tom Hanks managed to make a movie out of being stuck somewhere. Yeah, I wouldn't want to read the book. <laughs> yeah, but that's more about the psychology of it. <laughs> it's true. Okay. It's true. Yeah, because there wasn't really a lot said, was there? Or like it was more just watching this man slowly descend into kind of yeah Wilson madness. Whereas this this dude just got in a boat for a laugh, basically, because he was mm. like, oh, well, I suppose it was, you know, better than not doing it. Mm. <laughs> okay. Fair. Okay, well... If you've got any thoughts or opinions, or if you think you know what's going on, you can message us on thelazybookclub at gmail.com. Or if you would like to tell us how many goats you think it would take to make a cruise ship out of goat skin, then do it on Twitter. It's at lazybookclubpod. A delicious image. Uh, (laughs) uh, If you were going on a little cruise in a coracle, tell us where you'd go. Uh, (laughs) Remembering you can only travel there going in circles. Tell yeah. us on Instagram <laughs> at LazyBookClubPod. We're also on Patreon where the small fee of $3 a month gets you an extra episode as well as access to our videos. Wow, what a bargain. Yeah. Otherwise, we will see you next week for Chapter 23, The Cruise of the Coracle. We're going to go on a cruise, boys. We're going to get the pina yeah. coladas ready. Yeah, so I might wear my swim shorts. Yeah. Mm. Might get a... Um, Hawaiian shirts only, please. Yes. Well, okay. Yes. Go on then. I've got a few. I'll 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 dig <laughs> one out. All right. Yeah. Go on then. We'll see you there in a Hawaiian shirt week. There you go. Oh, why Bye. Not? <laughs> Bye. <laughs>